How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to talk about some sex, sort of? Yeah, I think we really should, like a snowstorm quickie. Yep, little snowstorm <laughs> snowstorm quickie. Just warm, just get things real heated, fr- get get the friction going in the in the <laughs> middle of the snowstorm. Um, so we, first of all, um, apologies. Uh, we are late. We are a little bit late, but not in like the scary, potentially unwelcome way. Late. <laughs> Just Jesus late, because of the snowstorm. Yeah, so we're we're current. So so little little rundown of what's going on here. 
we we meant to get an episode up to you on time today, but we're a little late because we aren't home. We're in Montreal. It was it's it is or was the last day of our little sort of uh, Eastern Canada, Upper Canada, depending on what year you were born. Tour <laughs> and. Um, and the last day of Montreal, we, we finished it up. We were ready to go, had our shit packed. And then they canceled our flight mm-hmm. because uh, because it's snowing like a, just a f- motherfucker. It doesn't even look like a snowstorm. It just looks like a steady yeah. falling of beautiful, fluffy snow. But It does look beautiful, but my God, the roads aren't. Yeah, and all the flights are canceled. Yeah. So we're not so, getting home tonight. No, we're not getting home. We're not coming back to Halifax tonight. Uh, Mom, I'm not coming home tonight, Mom. Um, so we're, but but Big anyway. B. Yeah. Big B? Oh, oh, my, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no. Is he going to be okay? He's going to be okay. Aaron is there. Oh, okay, we figured it out. Yeah. Good. Um, so we put a little wrench in our plan, so we're a little bit behind. But I have to say, the last uh, week has been phenomenal. Yeah. Thanks, Upper Canada. Yeah. Huge thank you to everyone who we recorded with. And everybody who came to our live shows. Everybody that was at the shows. Ottawa, my God. What a what a wicked crowd. Toronto, you guys are gorgeous. Bunch of babes. Um, so we, we, we've got, I'm really excited. The next 11 weeks or so, we have a, just a bunch of amazing recordings that we're going to be pumping out to all of you listeners. And uh, we met some really cool people, and we really, really look forward to doing. Jeremy this got again. some cool tattoos. I got a bunch. Yeah, I got a bunch of fucking tattoos. I, I went to. I oh, should we? Oh, uh, spoiler alert! Er, I had an experience. Oh, don't on don't spoil. Don't I mean, spoil. Not yet. No, not yet. I guess yet. we'll talk about it next. It's coming up. <coughs> Rub and tug. Um, <laughs> so we'll talk about that next week, I guess. Uh, and I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, sorry, mom. I'm not coming home. Uh, <laughs> In the lost in the land of rub and tugs. Jesus Christ! Um, but uh, I, uh, I think we should just fire this episode out so people can finally have a listen, something to fall asleep to. Yeah, let's bang it out. We're gonna throw it to uh, our our new and oh so lovely friend V. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Thanks gonna, for coming to our hotel room. Yeah, that's ma- like a sketchy invite, but you totally accepted it wholeheartedly. Sketchy as fuck. Our first recording. It was in Ottawa. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll be back with a regular foreplay. We'll get right into stuff. Uh, but let's just throw it to this week's episode with V. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed it as much she's as we did. She's a treat. You're going to love her as much as we did. Oh, and she's going to introduce you to some shit that you didn't even know existed. Jeremy lost his mind. I lost my, I lost my shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we hope you love this and, uh, we'll see y'all on the other side. This is a this is very exciting. I gotta say, the well for a number of reasons. The first one is this is our first recording that we've ever done outside of uh, like our homes towns, mm-hmm. my, our hometowns. Because mm-hmm. hey, we've we've done some stuff on PEI, but 
that's basically home too. Yeah, it mm. feels like the same place. But now we're in our nation's capital. Here. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see it out our window. We're at a hotel. We're 13th looking, floor. Yeah, 13th floor. Looking out. I can see a metro. It's fucking cold. I can see an LCBO. Yeah. And that's about and uh, a Domino's. Oh, wait, we have Domino's back home. <laughs> and that's about all the... Oh, there's a Ontario Police, the OPP. Is and it I, OPP? Yeah. 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 What, yeah. What's the other P? Ontario Police People? The People's Police. Ontario People's Police. Yeah. yeah. Ontario's People's Police. No. Police Patrol? I don't know. Ah, uh, maybe that's it. What is what is the OPP? I don't know. I guess we'll never know. If only there was a way we could just... <laughs> I could look it up. Look it up. But. Uh, but we're sitting here with our guest. <laughs> and is it... <laughs> we're not using your name. No, we're not using my name. Sorry, Good I should have said that. Should have said that. Good to know. I will just make a note of that. I think you did. I think you told me that. Oh, thanks, Brady. I am sorry. That is my... Do you have a name? Uh, V. Breeder. Breeder? Breeder. 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 V. Just call me V. V. Breeder. V. V. Virgin. V. V. Breeder. Ah, Virgin. Uh, I I feel like there's been some foreshadowing here. Uh, Are we going to be talking about you being a virgin? I think we should. All right. Have you had anybody on the show who's just been like straight up I'm a virgin? I try to listen to most of the podcast, but I haven't caught up to all of them. We did, didn't we? Have one? Uh... Uh, I think we may have, but we n- n- we had someone who was a virgin until they were a, in their thirties. Until they okay. were 30s. almost yeah. forty. Okay, and yeah. then and then <laughs> she like mm-hmm. she just started going balls buck to the wild. wall, buck wild. That's amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. listen to it very soon. Yeah. So, but, well, how old are you, V? I'm 25. 25, still a virgin, mm-hmm. but according to what I was told in your yes. application, you're you're like I don't fucking care though. Not really. It's not phasing you too much? No. Used to be. Used to be upset. Like, was very... But you know when you're like a teenager and everybody's like, who loses it first? And uh, gets to um, figure out and you're measuring it with your girls and who gets to it first and who's going to be the person. And uh, And since I was kind of like... I was like... When I was like 18 or 19, I started to think, okay, I'm queer. I've got some... Uh, weird identities going on don't know what's going on and for at one point I was like I'm asexual like I don't experience sexual attraction I felt that Mm -hmm. and I was like okay so if I don't feel that um I must be asexual and that's cool and then I was gonna (laughs) live my life but recently um maybe like a year ago I'm like I don't know if I am like I don't know if it's just anxiousness that's prevented me from like putting myself out there and being vulnerable enough to like like hook up with someone or do that Mm -hmm. um and so uh i just kind of have like for the past couple years have really been focusing on my career and not worrying about that part but now i'm like i i need to do something yeah i want to do i want to figure that out i want to figure that out yeah yeah uh so but but you but you truly do feel like for the for that chunk of time whenever you know like your teens into your 20s that you do you th- do you think that you were asexual, or do, are you are you qu- even questioning all of that now? Questioning. Okay. Yeah. I think queer questioning, like, don't know what the fuck is going on, and I think that, um, but I think that's okay. Like yeah. once I decided that it was okay to do whatever um, and be whoever, and it's going to be fine as long as you find like a person who's down with whatever. I didn't have as much pressure about it. I still feel like very. Um, nervous about it mm-hmm. and i just see nervous about what like when you say it do you mean like it it sex yeah like yeah like it, doing it yeah doing it yeah. um yeah very uh, nervous uh. about that because okay i feel like i've i've always i don't know why and it's 
and I've been going to therapy to try to figure out why because I'm super curious about like why I just I hear my friends and I talk and I love talking about sex and I love to hear about like when people felt turned on and what makes them feel turned on and how they get in the mood and like how they get through that communication to have sex um and I just never like wanted to I never was turned on like ever like growing up I don't have a story of like being like oh that felt good I'm like, just gonna start masturbating. Never rode the pillow never. or like never. What never about? watched anything that like made you feel like mm. uh kinky stuff. Okay. Kink. So like like somebody like like in a show getting kidnapped. Oh <laughs> and I'm like little I'm like, oh, what's going on? But I didn't correlate that with like touching huh. myself or like exploring there. I just was like, that feels good. Yeah. And that's the only thing. Interesting. So I'm like, I feel weird about that. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And does that actually relate to wanting to have sex or not? Or is it just getting aroused by that? Right. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, uh, see, it's, I feel it's hard for me as someone with a penis. <laughs> I, I, I hear someone say like, oh yeah, like I, I felt aroused, but yeah. I didn't feel the, like the sensation or need to want to like touch myself. Yes. And it's I, th- I I personally speaking, but I, I think I'm, I can also speak for like probably a lot of the people that I know <laughs> who also have penises. It is very visceral and very like obvious. Oh, oh, totally obvious. It's like oh, I saw a thing. Oh, I felt a feeling. What's going on in my pants? Oh my god, it's getting bigger. Like it I, was just natural to be like okay, now I want to touch it. Yeah, and, and even when I didn't even know, even when I didn't even know that that's what arousal was, yeah. I was just like. Oh, I'm just like, I'm flicking my bird because it feels good. <laughs> and because, and look, it's like standing up. This is so, yeah. this is such a thing. So when I hear someone like yourself say, oh, I saw this thing, but yeah. it made me, it made me feel good uh, yeah. in, in a way, but yeah. I didn't have the like sensation of like, I'm like Friday, when you get, when you get turned on or where you used to get turned on when you were younger, like, would you would you feel like you're, you're pussy tingling or like what, like, what do you... I think I actually would feel like something around uh, like my pelvic floor. Like I feel like like a little like lift of my pelvic floor a little bit. But then did you want to, and then you were like, okay, if I touch this, it'll start to feel better and more and like mount. No, my first like experience with orgasm was completely unexpected and accidental. I think it was just like, oh, this feels good. But I had no idea. I was just like kind of rubbing against something and no idea that a anything tree. would come. <laughs> you're, when you're back on a tree, you're just like, yeah, I'm trying to itch this <laughs> back. Scratch. Get yeah. some of this fur scratch off. This um, no. Um, and I guess, you know, my first like actual experiences with like getting wet would probably have been like first time like kissing. Mm. Or like making out mm-hmm. and being like, oh yeah. I've been and I've been so in my head any time that I've ever had an opportunity to like be close with someone or kiss or make out, I've never felt good after. Yeah. Like I've been so and like that's really something that I've been working on in therapy and like and listening to the podcast and being like, okay, you have to be in the moment and you have to be like mindful and you have yeah. to like if you're just thinking about yourself, I don't know how you can like be a part of what's happening. And I have such a block there. Like anytime, like, and I've mostly, I haven't had very many sober, like intimate experiences, which I don't love. Um, and even the ones where I was drunk and feeling it, there's only like one time I ever felt 
like oh wow this feels so good and all the other times I was just like I don't really get this kissing thing Mm -hmm. I don't really get why it feels good now I just feel anxious after now I don't want to talk to them anymore oh I'm just gonna cut them out of my life yeah (laughs) which happens to like every person I ever meet like on a dating app is there anything else in your life that you that that you get really anxious about like like do you do you have anxieties in other Nope. It's all, it's really it's all just like the relationship sex. Like it used in, I used intimacy. to have I used to have anxiety about um like uh writing tests in university like I'd like be puking the morning before an exam but oh, wow. like but after after a couple of years and I realized oh it's not that big of a deal um it didn't I didn't have that and that's the only time that I've experienced like social anxiety like I'm a, <coughs> I have to talk to people in my job all the time I have to like you yeah you're very you're very like bubbly vibracious like is that that's a word right vibacious Vi- vibracious vibracious now, like now here it is e vibracious breeder. yeah and vibracious is bubbly and vibacious i love I'm, my vibrator i'm not so. sure if you, eh, well, there we go okay wait okay so well wait before we get into that i do want to say <laughs> though that you are a very like you are a very personable person like you mm-hmm. are you're you're very easy to talk to you Thank you God. entered the room today and i was like you know i was like god i, my, I haven't had my coffee yet i <laughs> feel like i need to catch up die. you know <laughs> yeah um so so where was I going though with that? Why why did why that come can't up? I have relationships if I'm bubbly and social and get anxious? Well, it's just the anxiety part of it. Like maybe what part of it is about connecting with another person? Um, like where does the anxiety begin? So right. Okay. Yes. So really working on this. I was working on this in therapy. Um, it's like body image. For sure. And so I feel I like connected so much with what Harley was saying on the podcast yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, this is like my life. And that was episode 83. I think it was referred to as uh, the the title was fatness. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Which I was like, which we accidentally I act. I don't know if you know. I I saw you put it on sick. I accidentally posted (laughs) that. That's absolutely amazing. Amazing and also like not for sick for sick boy like that. An episode of sick boy called fatness. The I optics on that I didn't are, think of that. are I didn't not think, good. Have you already had negative feedback? No, no, no. All the feedback was, hey, I think this is a turn me on episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I deleted it that morning. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so silly. Hilarious. Yeah. I was laughing my butt off. Yeah, but Harley, she was great. And yes. she, yes. So, okay. So definitely like huge core belief that I have um, that I like realized in therapy was shame and defectiveness. And shame is really interesting to me. Defectiveness or, or effectiveness? Defectiveness. Like De- you defect. defect. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, uh, that's just what the core belief is called. Don't ask me to um, define it. I'm not my therapist. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, it's like this like deep, awful shame about uh, rejection and like uh, somebody so like as I was going through therapy and figuring stuff out, like I realized this horrible pattern and it was um, it was funny because it sounds so basic when you say it. But then I looked at all of like the past people that really were meaningful to me or like I could have had a relationship with and I just rejected <coughs> them before they could reject me. OK. Mm. OK. Mm-hmm. Where why? did this fear of like rejection come from? Good fucking question okay i tried to figure that out my therapist was like it doesn't matter where it comes from because i tried to i was like i'm i'm wonder i think like a big part of it has to do with like fat phobia in general and like not Mm. being i've just like never felt desired rejection by society as a whole because you're not like seen on you're not represented yeah you don't see yourself like they were harley was talking about that and 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 no one I, I didn't feel like my body didn't feel desired. So I didn't know how to connect like physical body sensations, I feel like, to like my emotions. And um, 
and it just was and then when somebody did maybe express that like I was like attractive or like or hot or whatever I was no like as if you're uh, you're on crack like you're crazy um and then I just like didn't believe it so then it was just like this block Hmm. yeah that would make uh uh Losing your virginity really hard. Yeah, you know that would make that would make any sort of intimacy pretty tough to and- to reject it even even if it's even if it's legitimately coming coming to you. Yeah, from a, from a, like a, a a meaningful place because you have to be vulnerable if you're gonna like get naked with 100%, people and 100%. like give each other pleasure and figure, yeah. and that it might not go great but that like if anything right you oh, you guys always talk about how like the first time eh, it's not that yeah great right like you gotta do a couple times with someone before you kind of like figure them out and mm. make it happen and i'm like putting so much pressure on like this one time just like not even sex just like mm. making out with someone or like <coughs> uh like touching somebody um just freaks me out and then there's this dual part where i'm like don't have a desire to do it yeah mm-hmm. where i'm like i'm not i'm either i don't know if i'm so in my head you've that been I, worked up so much to this point where it's like yeah it's not I worth even it. think about it Fuck i'm it. like what i oh god your genitalia what oh, mm-hmm. put that away mm-hmm. um, uh so i've never like been enough in a moment i feel like where i've been able to like um just appreciate someone else's body and when you like internalize a lot of stuff too like you're like i'm so hypercritical of my body that it's easy for me to be really hypercritical of someone else's body too so then that turns me off and i'm like what is going on do you or have you talked about this i mean okay so so not to like freak you out or anything but like yes it's just the three of us sitting in this room speaking yeah but also you know i think part of you realizes that it really, it's not just the three of us in this room. It's thousands and thousands of other people who are listening to this. Thanks. Uh, which, which, no, uh, uh, really here comes the anxiety. Uh, no. So where I'm going with this is, is do you speak about this sort of thing to your, to your peers, to your friends? Like mm. in conversation when, when things come yeah. up, like, t- like sex talk or. I'm trying to. Yeah. I never did before. Right. So ashamed yeah. of like not having sexual experiences when I'm like 25. Yeah. And I should. And if I get into the dating game, like how is that going to be judged? Like just the idea of nobody wanting to deal with my baggage and like being me being like the first person that they're like, I feel like there's this weird thing of like, oh, you're a virgin. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Either it's too weird or it's probably super fetishized or it's like too much pressure for them. They're like, oh my God, you've never done that. Like I could imagine how that might feel pressure if they were caring about how it worked. And I was putting all this pressure. Yeah. So so the the reason why I asked that is that I, I, I feel like, um, so sick boy, the whole, like the whole, where that thing stemmed from was the yeah. idea that like we don't talk about the, the things that are going on with us. We don't yeah. talk about our illness. Yeah. And that formulates this like cone of shame and yeah. and we we try to avoid anything to do like we don't we don't allow our illnesses to def- we don't want our illnesses to define us. We don't want to um uh you know, whatever. And so, so I'm looking, I'm hearing you say all of this and I'm going, and I can't help but like think in my head, I'm the going, parallels. if, yeah, because, like if you, and I don't know the answer here. I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying that I, this is an answer. I'm just, I'm, I, it makes me really wonder mm-hmm. if you were someone who was like, yeah, I own it. I'm a virgin. I've never had sex. Cause I've never really like been in a situation where I wasn't super anxious. <clears throat> if you started to like put that out into the world and like, to be public knowledge to the people that you surround yourself yeah. with. If all of a sudden you start to relate to what that even means, what that anxiety means differently, 
And yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, cause I didn't always feel this way about CF. Okay. I used to carry a lot of shame. I wouldn't yeah. be fucking caught dead at taking medication. I used to not take like m- major treatments with you at your house while mm-hmm. we would sleep together yeah. because I just didn't want you to see me doing it. That's bananas. Right. <laughs> yeah. What we like the shame, right? That like literally like is a barrier. Because mm-hmm. I listen to um, Brene Brown a lot. Like yeah. I'm just obsessed, and she talks about shame, right, and vulnerability. But okay, interesting though about that, about like being open. Because when I started to identify as asexual on like dating websites, it took away so much pressure. Like it took enough of me to be like, oh my god, can I put this on here? Like be ace, and then that way I was like, okay, if somebody messages me, they know. Like I don't yeah. have to worry about it. But but which but, gives you a little more freedom to kind of like it was you- the only successful relationship. Yeah. like that I had for a yeah. little while when I was seeing this one girl uh-huh. um, and, and it was because she knew it eventually like ended because I think she got frustrated with that and we <laughs> kind of end this like kink thing we kind of had this agreement that we both were really into kink and she was like maybe we can do kinky stuff without it having to be sexual and I was like yes um, and then I got too anxious about that too right. and, and then just like uh, put a brick wall up and then eventually she was like yeah I'm not really getting anything from this and I was like fair another little parallel that I'm just that just came up in my head right now I, yes. I, this is like I'm just having go these. For it. Like, go just, for it. Yeah, my brain's Let's just churning. I He's feel like I woke up coffee. now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, another little parallel here is like, um, have you ever have you ever had one of those moments where you want to tell people something, but you really you're like, oh my god, I don't know if I should tell them. I yeah. feel really nervous, and then you say it, and yeah. then once it's out, you're like, oh, it wasn't so bad. You know what else is like that? Is when you're sitting with someone and you're like, holy fucking shit, I want to, I want to ask them, I want to kiss them. Like, I want to mm. kiss them. I want, I want to ask them if I can kiss them. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And then you do it and you're like, oh, you know, it wasn't Not so bad. Like it, there, those two things are very similar. Yeah. That's the sensation, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 I agree. Like, Deep thoughts. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, let's let's take a very awkward transition into what the fuck is this, this whole thing with you and hockey fan fiction? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Have you? Okay. Yes. Okay. This is hilarious. Um, and and I actually have uh, friends who I mentioned that I who are also like really into writing that and doing that. And I mentioned it to them that I was going to be on the podcast and talk about it. And they like this one person, my friend, panicked and was like, "I will never talk to you again <gasps> if you talk about this because it's like so what? taboo." I, there's like this rule like that I was like unaware of because I'm just like whatever, living my best life. I like to talk about vulnerable stuff and weird stuff. And she was like, "No, you don't talk about that. Like that's a card." rule is you don't talk about that we write like fan fiction about hockey players oh my god and I was like what the fuck and then she calmed down and was like I just panicked I just panicked um and we figured it out like adults but I was like okay wait, so hold, on, <laughs> hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on for our listeners who don't know in you your both said that really fast. I know I know in your application you said something like do you remember verbatim like you said something to the degree of yada 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 and what it's like to uh, like, why don't we just let her talk about it? I know, but I feel like for <laughs> the memory they're, game, they're going, quick, what the fuck verbatim. is even happening right here? There's something about, ho- I don't even know what hockey fan fiction is. Okay, what does good, that even good. mean? Okay, I don't even know, know what fan fiction is. You don't even know. What, okay, so the best Me neither, porn that exists is um, in fan fiction. So there's just this whole other world that I think of porn. It doesn't always have to be erotic okay. but it's a lot of it's a lot of like I feel like pent up frustration from like women and they like create this porn that like is is 
serving them like okay. they're like videos suck and and erotica that you can buy in like chapters like 50 shades of grade that fucking sucks so let's write it ourselves so there's all of this like fan fiction that um there's like a website called archive of our own um where like most of the stuff goes okay and um you write whatever you want for whatever like pairing so like um if you were really into Don Draper and who's one I don't know someone else in the show someone else in the show you could like January Jones January Jones you could search like Don Draper slash January Jones and then you could search like whatever tags you wanted with it so you could be like um you could you could search uh like pet play like January Jones and Don Draper and you could see if anybody's written something for it and it's like curated porn just for you and so so, I I googled it It says fan fiction or 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 fan fiction together yeah either two words are together also abbreviated as fanfic fanfic fic or ff is fiction about characters or settings from an original work of fiction created by fans of that work rather than its uh, creator I yeah. get it but, now. But in the, in terms of this, like Harry Potter fan fiction, totally, like, I totally. See but Hermione, totally. And Ron you want, you want to see Draco on. and Hermione get it on? So yeah. you read like this really explicit. But um, fan fiction isn't always sexual. No, no. Okay, no. okay, okay, okay. Okay, good to know. Good. Okay, there's like a lot right. of like innocent, nice. Like I yeah, just want to read about Harry and Ron like being best friends. Sure, um, right. That, uh, is more. Super, that is super fucking cute. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. But there's like this. A lot of it is rock, and the hockey world is like very erotic. So are we talking about like NHL players? Yes. Like we're talking yes. like Austin Matthews walked into the <laughs> like into the girls' dressing room, and okay, but it's mostly male male. Like, it is not usually male-female. Austin Matthews and Mitch walks Marner. in and Mitch Marner. Oh, my God. Now we're getting into it. Holy shit. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to use any names. Because, like, it's such this, like... So, are you a like, Leafs fan? Are you... Are you, are you uh, a I'm Le- a lot of fans. I'm not going to say the other team that I'm into. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Do, do but you, I will send you uh, please. a really erotic fan fiction later. Please. Of, like... Uh, I can find you. Some oh my good God! So Martyr, hockey Austin fan Matthews. fiction for the use of, of like sorry if if Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner is listening to this right now. I'm so sorry. Oh my don't God! They Google have, yourself. They for sure don't. I know they aren't, but just in case, Jeremy. <laughs> just in case, you know it's true. Don't you never Google know. yourself. You never know who's What's, listening. What was the name of that website you said? A O three. If you Google that, it's archive of our own. Man, this is so interesting. Okay, I'm glad that you haven't talked about it. So, okay, so yeah, so hockey, for whatever reason, okay, so I'll tell you this. I looked up the numbers. What a fucking Canadian thing. If you thing. go on AO3 and search up the fandom men's hockey RPF, which is real player fiction, 20,000 uh, stories come up. 20,000. So there's like 20,000 fan fictions from like, 500 words to like 165,000 word novels Okay, that you can read and you can like sort it through all of like the, you can be like, you can tag and be like coffee shop AU, like alternate universe. I just want to read about these two hockey players as if they were like not NHL players, but they met at a coffee shop oh and they're my just like, God. and this is their romance story. Or you can search the weird things I did when I was like 14 and like started off in like Sherlock Holmes fanfic, like Sherlock and John Watson getting it on. And like really weird kinky stuff and being like, whoa, this, this makes my vagina like, woohoo. Okay. So that (laughs) actually turns you on, turns you on. That's the only thing that I can, that has ever made me be like, oh, that's tingling. That's gets me wet. Do you masturbate? Yes. Okay, great. And you, and do you come when you masturbate? Like orgasm? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's, I don't know if that 
you know, labels or whatever, but like, I don't know if that falls under asexuality. Asexuality, from what I know, is just like um, you've experienced a lack of sexual uh, interest in others. Okay. So you could still like masturbate and okay. get like pleasure from that or have sex with other people, right? But but it's just you don't actually feel sexual attraction to someone else. Right. So that's why, I, but that's why I've always been weird about because I'm like, I know I can feel it, yeah. but it's not in relation to like someone kissing me or someone. And is it just because it's anxious and I can like control when I read fanfic? Like, <laughs> right. But what about when you're like, <laughs> what <are> you? <laughs> some people feel that when, uh, while well, Jeremy's giggling about his fanfiction <laughs> porn, um, like when you, there's that, condition not condition like uh, like a like a syndrome but like a con- uh, a condition where like i'm attracted to somebody only when i'm emotionally um, like really demisexual in- yeah demisexual that's what it is right? and maybe i just have always and then i also kind of when i was identifying as asexual <laughs> on like dating websites like fet life like all this stuff because i like did explore into the kink community once it was like bad news but um it um uh I was saying I was like gray ace because I was like, I don't know, like I definitely get turned on by this, but I just don't mm. know if you want to, if I want you to touch my vagina. Gray ace. So uh, I'm, I'm, oh I'm still really wrapped I'm really up in this, this fan fiction thing. <laughs> like, and I'm on AOE or uh, Ar- 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 Archive of Our Own. own. Um, and this is so, so fat. You've opened up a door. That I had didn't even My know. So like, so mad at me. are they gonna be mad? Is it like I, I'm? I don't know. The I'm like, might not just be like, I'll just maybe not send her this <laughs> yeah, episode. Don't send it to be like, what? She'll be like, were you on the package? I was like, no. They it's decided so not to release it. Rating is mature. The category is MM, so male, male. Yeah. Uh, the fandom hockey RPF. Oh, what, what's RPF again? Real player fiction. Real player fiction relationship. It's Mitch Marner and Morgan Riley. <laughs> Which is the Toronto Maple Leafs? Morgan For anyone Riley who is doesn't, like his daddy, who like in so many. Oh my god, it's so interesting. For anyone who's not a hockey fan, these are these are like uh, awesome Toronto Maple Leaf players. Wow. Additional tags: accidental voyeurism, voyeurism, voyeurism. mutual masturbation, frottage. I've never heard of that. Frottage. That's, frottage. Like, I think that's like guys rubbing their dicks together. Oh, interesting. A frottage. Or that sounds fun. Just like rubbing off on something. I don't know. Frottage. Uh, F R O T T A G E. So it uh, can I? I'm going to read a little bit. Of oh this. my it's god! Called, oh it's my called, god! But I never, but I never come so, close. Sometimes they're not good, so you have to find the good ones. I, but. I, I, we'll see what happens here. Summary: the, It gives a little summary. It yeah. says Mitch can't get off until he does. <laughs> I'm, we're tagging Mitch Marner in this. No, oh my god! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Mitch didn't think this through. He's right-handed, so whenever he wants to jerk it, there's a um, slight complication. His new tattoo is on his right arm, which just so happens to be his jerking it arm. He's been attempting to jack off for what feels like weeks when it's only been a couple of days. He's actually, he, he's actually, he actually loves his new tat, but the image of Poseidon staring angrily at his junk is throwing him off. It's really <laughs> What's funny. What's really funny is I like he probably did just get a tattoo of Poseidon. He on did. It's, he, yeah. It, yeah, okay. 100%. <clears throat> They're on the road trip to see to San Jose and Mitch is somehow rooming with Mo. Mo <laughs> is usually a really, really considerate roommate, always knocking and poking fun at Mitch when he does something stupid. Rooming with Mo isn't really a problem until it is because Mo is awful about knocking when he's drunk. So when Mitch sit, stays in when mostly everyone goes out, he starts to plan. How to jerk off without thinking about the new tat. Morgan Riley's definitely going to walk in on him and be like, whoa. Number one, don't look at the tattoo. Number two, don't think about the tattoo. Number three, (laughs) think about Austin. (laughs) Number four, 
Jack it off, dude. It's basically a foolproof plan. As long as no one, a.k.a. Mo, comes looking for him. And they won tonight, so he highly doubts that anyone will really come looking for him. So he sets his plan into action. I need to cut you off and here. You it, can just and keep it just going. keeps going and going and going. And uh, well, you can you guessed it. Mo if shows you up. are intrigued, we know <laughs> we'll link it. That is, the... I mean, like it's, I like it. What I, what I love about it so much is that it is so niche. It's so it's niche. so like I never would have imagined that there's people out there going. I love twenty thousand. Like fan fiction of it. That's so crazy. It's so wild. And there's so many wild pairings, right? And the thing that gets me (laughs) is that you can search for whatever you want. It's like the most curated, like... Move over Pornhub. Oh my God. And and it's like, I think a lot of, like, I think it's a, it's, um, it is like a genuinely a really big avenue for women who don't feel that their, like, desires or wants are, like, represented in a way that's sexy for them. And Mm. so they can kind of get out that in this way and and people fucking love it no like, shit i love it and i'm not it's not even my thing no and but i i now i just want to like i want to and like wait till you find a good one i'll send you guys a good oh, one yeah. i'll find something good please do and 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 so that for me when i was like 14 15 and discovering that too and like <clears throat> reading stuff and then i was like holy shit when i could read things that were very specifically kinky and was very much like with power dynamics getting me on yeah mm. i like that about the the what you were saying like kidnapping like when you were a kid and like <laughs> that kind of being like the stuff that that kind of thrilled you I feel that as well I'm just thinking back to like you know like some really dark things that were alluded Mm -hmm. to in films or even in the news where I feel like I was saying before we started recording like I have a morbidity like a bit of a you know a dark place in my mind but there's a place where these two interests of mine this sexuality and this morbidity really like intertwine and like exist together in my mind where like it's all fantasy obviously I don't want to get kidnapped and like assaulted but in fantasy land where it's like safe to well, kind of go you're in, in there. control of your thoughts right exactly. so that's like a huge difference right yeah. when people are like oh rape fantasies and it's like okay well you're in control of that in your brain mm-hmm. so it's not it's not like that yeah um yeah so that made my like stomach flip as like um and i was like oh wow something's happening down there yeah and i didn't know what but i was like mm. well part of it's probably the taboo taboo like i think that's yeah. why th- that kind of stuff like does turn us on is because it's so niche or yeah. it's so novel yeah. or and it's so like something that only happens <clears throat> like behind closed doors and yeah. never certainly never on like tv or movies or yeah like in your neighbors and house. you don't want to and for me i don't want to watch it some of the stuff that i read like I, that would be too um like just like whether it was disturbing or or just like mean like um I don't want to see that but when you read it like you fill in the blanks yourself right yeah yeah and it's not as like fucked mm. up if you if certain things are yeah you don't want you don't paper. want that to be on porn right yeah, yeah you don't want to see real which no. is like why you can get away with so much in animation when you're talking mm. about like mm. adult themed things is because we don't really want to see no you know it it is interesting to think about that though too like we. We the authors do get away with with much more and and like mm-hmm. you you're they're, they're, you're capable we're capable of reading much more than we are of watching yeah yeah you know there's there's like uh, a good example of this is Stephen King it. 
Do you, did, was that a fuck Stephen King or was that? Oh, a fuck sorry, it? no, that was just I can't do horror. Oh, I can't do horror. I okay, well, I, I've never seen like a horror movie. I can't. What? Do it. But, oh my! But God. I like obsessively oh, read horror favorite. plots. But it's too scary. My imagination yeah. is too so wild. Well. I'll like go to bed and close my eyes and be like, ah. Well, here's an interesting thing that a lot of people uh, don't realize about it. If you haven't read it, yeah. which which I've you definitely know, read the m- most Wikipedia people have synopsis. <laughs> so in the synopsis, did you get to the part that? Definitely did not make the movies. I didn't know if it. I didn't know if it ever made, made the movie. The where like they all have sex, like the kids have they sex have like with a, each other. The kids have a gangbang in the sewer. Right. I remember. Uh, not even that. a gangbang. It. Yeah, it is a gangbang. Yeah, it's, one it's girl, like right? it's one girl and all of her boy pals, and they're like, "We're stuck in these sewers forever." And then she's like, "Well, we might as well all fuck down here." And they're all like, "Yeah, let's all fuck you." And then they all have sex. And yeah. then they somehow like get out after that. I'm like kind of glad that that wasn't in the movie. Oh obviously. my! <laughs> yeah, they're like they're, they're kids. They're That's like they're makes actual me happy kid that actors. That did not make it to the movie. Yeah, right? but yeah, but it's in writing, people, so you can read it. People read it and they're like, you know, oh wow, this is really like edgy. But you can't put that. You can't put that on a screen in front of thankfully you know, millions yeah. of people. Uh-uh. Yeah. But anyways, Hawk fanfic, you can read whatever you want. Oh my God. So that your, your pal, not, not to like harp on this too much, but your pal that, that was like, do not talk about it. Is this someone that you know in real life or no. is this like a, this is like a very the close community, community right. yeah, friend. And like, we've talked a lot about like visiting each other. Um, and, uh, like hanging out and stuff it just hasn't happened mm-hmm. yet so. is is it like a is it like you know when you hear celebrities doing interviews and they're like hey we you know tell us about your favorite like spot to get chicken wings in your hometown and they're like uh yeah i don't want to actually say like what the place is because i don't want all i don't want everyone to be going there is it like that where she's like don't oh. talk about it because i don't want i was like where are you going with this <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that you brought it back <laughs> brought it back brought it back um yeah, a little bit. It, it, I think that's the thing. Like we were talking about it after when we were like both kind of calmed down from that really intense uh, interaction of like I can never talk to you again. And um, uh, we were talking about how it's this. Um, I guess it's this unspoken cardinal rule. I think par- partially because there's a lot of like we ethically, morally, you like don't want people who you're actually writing about because they're real people. Like I, ha- I, I have interest. I have interesting thoughts about like, is that moral? Like, is that fair to them? But they're, it's the character of them, right? It's their public persona yeah. that people are using. Um, because then there's like fan fiction, which is like really truly like, oh, Teen Wolf fan fiction, which was definitely another phase of my life um, <laughs> that has like 102,000 oh um, stories of for course. it on AO3. I Google my name. It's the, there's, there is there's nothing. No. T- no. <sighs> No, I wonder if there's Artuka. Let's see that. Because there's a there's a bunch of fucking freaky Artuka fans. I'll have to um write one? Don't. No. I'm joking. No. I'm joking. Not right. Uh <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's just I, I feel well it, to anyone who's listening who is a part of that like that tight knit community, I hope I hope I didn't offend by by putting it on blast because I I, I I feel like people need to know. I, I think that it's just like a lot of, I think there's people with a lot of shame around it and they yeah. don't want to know and like, and, and like, oh, that's weird. Like, um, oh god that's wrong of you to write something about that but i but i also feel like it's it's just like a it is just kind of this niche little thing and like mm. if that floats your boat like go in and yes, um, yeah, I don't, don't think tell real people about it i don't it. think it's weird at all i think it's it's quite wonderful Me it's too. the opposite yeah. like it is like you said it's it's it is providing a space for people who can't find what they need um in in the like the uh what's the word i'm looking for World not normal form. but like the the <laughs> the conventional mm. you know yeah whatever, sure yeah sex 
searches that you would find yeah on Pornhub or whatever there's a space that you can go and be like oh it's often a community like Uh people are usually like friends and write things together and excuse me talk to each other and um that's really cool it is I love it and and it's hilarious like I like I even I can sit back and laugh but then also be like wow this was really good Mm -hmm. turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors Flexibility是最好，这是因为有你。Flexibility是最好，这是因为有你。Flexibility是最好，这是因为有你。Flexibility是最好，这是因为有你。Flexibility是最好，这是因为有你。Flexibility是最好，这是因为有你。Flexib
uh dominatrix was i like asked her i was like can you play with me and like can we try some stuff out um and we did some stuff um in public like it wasn't sexual it was just like there was like a wax station that you could try and like mm-hmm. spanking like your classic and introduction to, yeah yeah like and people are tying a, doing rope in the corner and yeah. it's like it's a very it's a very it was communal like welcoming yeah. it was like there were a lot of people like it was like alcohol free you couldn't have booze mm-hmm. there and um i tried it and then i kind of felt like numb after and um like was kind of like i just felt really weird and um then when i got home later that night i just started to like shake and shiver and like had like an i think a panic attack and wow. then for like four days i felt really every time i thought about it i felt really awful and sick to my stomach when i'm anxious i also am like nauseous and have like digestion problems which mm-hmm. doesn't make it like sexy when i'm trying to like get pushed through anxiousness with somebody um and so then i was kind of like i can't think about this ever again and just cut myself kind of cold turkey from that yeah and it's been that's been like i think six years ago so I'm well to it sounds up. like to me that's an experience of being in what we hear people talk about like subspace yeah where you go into like a such a vulnerable space and yeah. you're like you're there and it can it can have like a hangover effect yeah. I think like a otherworldly kind of feeling and yeah. then sure if you if you have that built-in anxiety that comes along with it all and then you try to think of it and make sense of it later on Totally, that would be. Upsetting. I think I put myself in a really vulnerable position without realizing um, who my supports would be if I if like it didn't go great or mm. I was just kind of excited to try stuff. You hear that right when people get into the community and try a lot of stuff without thinking of their own needs. Right, right. Mm. First, they're just so excited to get into it, um, and uh, yeah, I don't think. And I was really like, I was like, I don't want to go into subspace. Like, I'm really worried about getting messed up, and like, so I was like very extra aware. I was like, don't don't like focus on this, like focus on something else, which is like, that's not enjoyable as like someone's like spanking you (laughs) for something. So, Mm. um, so yeah, I just kind of cut it out. And then ever since then, just like living in my little fanfic world and, um, being a virgin and being them being like, okay, maybe I need to do something about this. And you've been talking to your therapist for a while or for like two months. And then she went on mat leave. So I'm like, wah, wah. um, so I'm trying, I know I'm trying to like set myself up with something new. Um, but like wait lists for psychologists are long Long time in terms of uh, coming back to, you know, you, you wanting to do something about Mm -hmm. this and this being experience, experience and and yeah. Um, where are you at with that? Have you, in terms of where are you at in terms of like taking the steps to, to go there so I like reactivated in January like all of my dating apps um and have started to message people amongst like a very busy life um and have gone on a couple dates um that again were like very friend dates but that's I need to get to know someone first anyways so I'm definitely not going to be the person to go like hey let's have a date and hook up um and so I'm just kind of like approaching that really slowly but I'm making myself do it because I hate that if I just am like the easy way out is just to like lay at home and read fan fiction right, <laughs> so yeah. like let's go on dates let's message people I got a number the other day from Bumble and some cute girls and okay yeah. okay and how do you do you feel good about it do you feel good at where you're at right now yeah I feel good I feel like glad mm. that I'm like I'm going out there I feel like I can just like send the link to this podcast and be like what's up after. absolutely <laughs> and be like listen yeah. to this and if you don't want a part of it cool if you do hit me up um, maybe find someone at the show tonight I don't know yeah hey hey there you go yeah yeah I, I wonder do you, do you think many people show up at our live shows going maybe I'll maybe I'll for turning on for sure yeah, yeah, oh my so. god for sure it's I mean I guess in a way it's like <laughs> yeah. a little community meetup 
Yeah. Do you know how you were talking about on the one with Harley where you were like, I should be speed dater or like do yeah, speed dating? Yeah, and you, speed like, dating. absolutely, please get everyone who's single to put their hand up tonight so that people can scope each other out. Yo, that's and a just great be idea. a matchmaker for all absolutely. of us. Absolutely. <laughs> you can put it on me. You, you know can be like, I, there's this oh girl here God, tonight. You know what we should do? We should get them to raise their hands and then we point out and go, all right, you stand up. <laughs> You stand up, swap seats, you sit with them. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. Now, yeah, let's be matchmaker. Fuck, turn (laughs) me on. Let's let's change the podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Well, that's, I, you know what? I want to say, um, uh, I don't know how you felt about coming in here. I know, I know a lot, oftentimes people come on both podcasts and before they do, um, and it's easy for us to forget that people yeah. get a little bit nervous when yeah. they come in to talk about something that's so close to home. And so, mm-hmm. and you know, you are putting yourself in a vulnerable position by being here. Um, and I want to just say uh, kudos to you and thank Thanks. you for like coming in and, and sharing all that because it's, uh, it was very fascinating and very interesting. Cool. And I'm, I, I feel just so excited for you. Oh, thanks. You've yeah. got, you've got I'll so have much to keep you guys you. updated. Oh my God, please, please do. I think that like talking about it, like Jeremy was saying earlier, like getting it out there and getting rid of like the, any sort of stigma you've created yeah. in your own mind about it. And like guaranteed a thousand people could listen to this and be like, yeah, that's, that sounds like me too. Yeah. yeah. And and hopefully, like, talking about it helps break through that anxiety. Because as anybody knows who's experienced anxiety, it's like, how the fuck can I, like, get over this? It mm. feels like yeah. it just, as much as in my brain, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm easy. I'm breezy. But then the, <gasps> you feel it coming in and you're like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like, get away from me. Anyway, so, so yeah, hopefully... And uh, I mean, we're both yoga teachers, so if you if you if you don't do yoga, there's another way of like moving and breathing and working yeah, on anxiety. I love hot yoga. Do you? Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. Sweet. Yeah, there's a good place here. Yeah. Which is really good for body positivity. I'm like definitely like the fattest person in the room usually, but I'm like fuck whatever. I look great. Mm-hmm. You're in the room. You're on your mat. Yeah. And you're just breathing. breathing. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Man. No one's looking at you. No. <clears throat> no one's looking at you in that fucking room. No. No. Um, no, man. Not at all. But, uh, yeah, I maybe, maybe the person who's there for the very first time, they're like, where, where am I? <laughs> yeah, definitely that experience. What, what shape is this? Huh? <laughs> that's okay. You get over it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that there's something about talking about it and like being vulnerable to get over some of the things that you put up in your, like to get, that's the only way you're going to like tackle shame, right? Because if it lives in your head, like I'm not good enough, I'm not like sexy enough, I'm not whatever, like, like you have to get evidence of that like that's what I was learning in therapy like you have to go out there and and rewire your brain to start to like put yourself out there and I have to acknowledge for myself like if you put yourself out there you can get rejected and mm-hmm. I've just protected myself from that for the past however long mm-hmm. um and so I just have to get the fuck over myself um and face rejection and and then hopefully in there there will also be some like acceptance and love yeah you know yeah that was lovey-dovey, sorry. No, I loved it. I love Get out of your own way. Yeah. Let people love you. Well, V, thank you for coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was really awesome. And thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you loved it uh, as much as we did. And we'll be back next week, as we always are, with another fantastic <clears throat> conversation. <clears throat> in the meantime, Apple Podcasts, go on over there, leave a rating and review and hit the subscribe button and, and, do, and then do that on your roommate's computer and uh, <laughs> while they're watching fan fiction that's or right reading. Or reading or or watching you read um and uh and you can also support us in other ways we have a patreon uh hit us up turn me on patreon.com slash turn me on that's it mm-hmm. um and if you want to reach out 
turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com or visit our website, turnmeonpodcast.com. Yeah, we did a new, we did a photo shoot. There's some new photos up on our website. And more to come. Yeah, more to come. So, you know, check that stuff out. We're also on Instagram. That's another big one. Uh-huh. Uh, share your butts. Uh, we love butts. Lots of cute butts. Lots of butt stuff happening there. (laughs) Uh, That is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.